start testing, learning, iterating over and over again, then you'll get there. Don't get stuck in the thinking. Hi, and thank you for pressing play on Nordic Innovation Forecast, a podcast produced by Nordic Innovation. My name is Nils-Johan Halvorsen. In this installment, it's all about circularity and sustainability. From 2018 until 2022, Nordic Innovation have been running a program called Nordic Sustainable Business Transformation, a project that aims to lift circular economy and help make business from circular and sustainable strategies. This podcast will shine light on some of the work that has been done and still is being done to shift businesses across the Nordics to a circular way of thinking and doing actual business. In this episode, we are talking to... My name is Mona Pohjola. I'm the CEO of Werner Kroth, and I've led the Nordic Circular Economy ecosystem loop for the past three years, uh, helping companies to take circularity from strategy to action. And I am Maria Klint. I'm a circular service designer at Antrop in Stockholm. Uh, so I design sustainable services, behaviors and experiences, and uh, I facilitate uh, collaborations and uh, innovation processes. And I've also been a part of Loop during the last two years. Now, initially and quickly explained, Loop Ventures helps businesses to identify and activate circular business opportunities. Muna Puila tells. There's a lot of talk around circularity, uh, but little action from the company's point of view. And, and that's where we started to work on a concept to, to accelerate the transition. And, um, and I think still uh, there, a lot has happened in three years' time, uh, but I think still... Uh, the situation is such that companies have uh, sustainability. It, it has become more strategic. Also, circularity is in the strategy, but it's it's I would say it's a big elephant, and and in a way, companies struggle a bit how to get forward, how to get started, and that's where focus for Loop has always been to find concrete um, actions and and ideas to be taken forward uh, with the users in order to learn and validate and also facilitating collaboration with the partners, because circularity cannot build alone. Um, but it's it's not the traditional way for, for the big companies, at least, to operate that way, that you collaborate, you open your new business model thinking and development uh, to other players. Um, and that's where we have been focusing. And I think the, the work, there is a lot of work to be done still um, in, in this process, in helping the companies and our focus really is to get, get on, on the market, learn, act, um, and develop that way uh, the circular business models. Mm. And, and what kind of companies uh, are we talking about that, 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 that the loop services can be applied on? Well, the, the core idea that we started from uh, three years ago already was that there are, there are bigger companies, uh, more established ones, that are built on the linear business models. Um, they have the targets to be more, more circular and sustainable, um, but it's quite difficult because your business is not built on, on having the loops there. Um, but then we saw back then and still see that there is a lot of uh, startups, smaller companies who are building their businesses for the inefficiencies that, they, that there are uh, born from these linear business models. And where we can see that how we could actually accelerate the transition is by bringing these two together uh, or several companies as well in order to actually 
scale uh, these circular solutions. Because many times it's, it's really systemic change that is needed in the industry. Uh, and many times um, the systemic model is better for the, for the user, because that's also where we come from, from the loop side, that it should be a better service or solution product for the user. And how traditionally companies develop those, they, they take it from their angle. Uh, but the better, more user-friendly would be to have an industry-wide solution. But it's quite difficult and, and slow to develop those because um, you need to take in so many, many players. Um, and that's what we've been facilitating also uh, during, during these years. Yeah, and, and how do you facilitate that? Because talking about circularity, there is always talk of joining the whole food chain, so to say. Never one business being an island joining together, looping the whole value chain sounds like a monumental task. I would say, as, as Mona also mentioned, uh, there's two parts of, of the methods we use. And one is the sort of nailing the customer experience, having the customer in mind from the start. If I'm going to talk a little bit about the, the sort of the, the new the, the facilitation of new collaborations, that's where we as Loop has uh, worked a lot with what we call Loop Labs. Um, and it's largely about getting actors who have not collaborated before to work together. And that can be, of course, actors along a value chain, like producer, reseller, service provider, purchaser, and all the way to recycler. But it could also be collaborations between competitors acting in the same market or in different countries, within Nordics, example. Um, and as, as Muna mentioned, also different type of actors like large established corporations uh, together with startups or nonprofit organizations together with commercial actors. And sort of in order for, for these collaborations to happen, you need to have a neutral part who can facilitate the process and sort of secure that all actors needs, um, actors needs are, are sort of reviewed and taken care of. And Loop Lab has been one method to sort of initiate this kind of collaborations. And uh, Loop Labs is a kind of playground for exploring the possibilities of circularity. And in practice, a Loop Lab is a digital work, uh, workshop series uh, with the purpose of sort of uh, enable unexpected meetings and provide an effective way to try many different solutions, ideas, and possible partnerships. Uh, to mention a couple of uh, examples of Loop Labs, um, we did one uh, with the e-commerce uh, industry. So with the topic, let's build circularity into the e-commerce boom. In that Loop Lab, we gathered 40 companies from five different countries to co-create how a future scenario of a fully circular e-commerce might look like, and also how we can achieve this desired scenario. Um, it was a very interesting and fruitful loop lab. And one of the projects that came out of that was a project linked to reusable bags for grocery deliveries. Um, another one is a, a, what we call a kids loop lab. Uh, how might we build circularity around the next generation? Uh, since the next generation needs to grow up in a world where circularity is mainstream and where reuse and repair and recycle is as natural as buying new, we invited uh, businesses, experts, and also parents, anyone who sort of produces or sells or buys toys, uh, books or games or sports equipments, 
for kids to join us in a, in a digital loop lab uh, and co-create uh, solutions and partnerships. We're leaving Muna and Maria from Loop for a little while. I'm Jenny Tuomista. I'm leading um, biggest consumer to consumer marketplace in Finland. Finland, we have 3.5 million Finns visiting the marketplace every month. And, uh, and uh, what we started to think a year back was that how to attract businesses to a marketplace. And at that when I when I reached out uh, reached out for Loop and uh, and uh, we, we started with the project. Jenny Tuomisto is the leader of Turi.fi, a Shipstead-owned C2C marketplace like Sweden's Blocket and Norway's Finn. Jenny and Turi have been working with Loop to shape their marketplace, their platform, into a marketplace for B2C sales as well as consumer-to-consumer sales. Yes, we do have the buyers that are looking for good deals, and we know that there are companies who have outlet items, like uh, consumer return items, end-of-line items, store samples, items with small dents and uh, and uh, minor tear and wear and, uh, and original box missing and, and so on. Basically items that can be sold with original price and for which companies own sales channels most likely are not the most efficient ones. Together, Turi and Loop have done a big job in researching and tailoring their platform to create a scalable solution for retailers and their second chance items. Tori users who originally came to Tori to look for items sold by consumers, other consumer. Here we wanted to understand the profit formulas and then processes of the companies for second chance items. I mean, second chance is the project name. It is a second chance for the item, uh, item that was returned by the original buyer, isn't it? So, so yes, in the, in the project, we wanted to explore and understand the profit formulas and processes of the companies for second chance items in order to come up with a scalable solution. Scalable solution that would fit their needs. On the other hand, we wanted to explore and understand buyer attitudes and expectations for second-hand items sold by companies. What is the good deal from user's perspective? What kind of a discount percent is expected? How about the delivery and uh, return policy and warranty and, uh, and so on? In this process, they joined forces with Giganti, also known as El Giganten or Elköp, and Turis Circular B2C project is a success. Where we are at the moment is that the uh, Giganti outlet, it has been live in Tori for some three months, and uh, we have data to analyze. And I can probably say that it's a great success. At the moment, there are some 12,000 listings live. And from the data, we see that during past three months, uh, there's been over 1.5 million views for Giganti's listings. In user studies, we have verified that Giganti, Giganti's items are valued up to the point that there was this one user who said that, that he started to visit Tori on daily basis to see what new electronics there are from Giganti. How to then summarize this? Can I say win, win, win? So Tori users are happy that there are new kinds of uh, good deals available in Tori, Giganti. They took one step forward with their sustainability ambition, and uh, so did Finland's circular strategy take one step forward with uh, deliverable from the project. 
Back to Mona and Maria. Would you say, Maria, that uh, is it hard to take something from a good idea to an actual business product, something yeah, something more tangible than just a good idea? In some senses, yes, it's hard. Uh, uh, it can be challenging uh, because it's easier to go back to business as usual uh, for, for many actors. Um, but with the process, with strong facilitation and uh, with a clear joint uh, goal in mind uh, we will we will be able to uh, proceed and to to um, uh, develop new uh, pilots for example uh, and i think that one key is to to sort of break it down to smaller parts not try to create the full system solution uh, first day we need to have smaller parts start testing early and and uh, learn from that do uh, do the companies that you invite into loop labs do they do this because it's uh, something uh, new and interesting or do they see heads up the added value it will bring their business model or do they do it like kind of it's a bit forced if you know what i mean no, I would say that it, it goes back back to the companies having circularity in their strategy. So in a way, they need to do something and they want to do something. And I think there are a lot of, in a way, people also in those also big organizations who are really devoted and, and want to get going. Um, so they are really motivated to, to work on these things. Um, and then it's about, in, in a way, finding then the right angle as well for them to move forward and, and in a way fitting that to their company strategy and, and uh, kind of uh, targets so that it fits there and, and moving forward, finding the, the kind of maybe first small piece uh, that can be moved forward and how they can participate and, and in a way get, get the ball ro- rolling in, in their company side that then can develop. And I think everybody is, is thinking about, they, people understand that there are new business models they are curious. They would like to understand how to move forward. But of course, the the journey from the traditional linear model uh, towards the circularity it, it's it's long, <laughs> and, and and in a way we lack. We don't have so many great examples yet, and I think that's why we also urge companies to just just go and test and and learn because I, I think we need to find the new ways and and also find the encouraging examples of the businesses that are circular and that are successful. And I, I think the what we see from from many of our projects we, where we are also um, interviewing and, and communicating with the with the end users. Well, I, I don't like to use the word consumer because <laughs> it doesn't fit to the circular world of, of the consuming uh, so much. But I think that we see that they are more ready uh, for these models, but they just need to be really easy to use. And, and made in a way so that they can adopt them. But I, I think they are ready. But then we need the companies to figure out how, how to make this in, into a business. Because I, I think otherwise, if it's just more kind of doing for the, for the PR, PR purposes that we are doing something, uh, those will not be long lasting. Uh, so I think it's really up, up to us also and what we are focusing on to help them find the business angle so that it's actually a good business and they get the benefits of, of um, the circular business models of having the, the kind of also the 
relationship with the con- customer, also longer term, not just selling one off and then not knowing where they go and w- what they think about the product or the brand and so on. So there are many other benefits of it. Uh, but like Maria said, taking that in, in, in small sp- pieces and then figuring out the way in different uh, businesses as well, what's the w- best way forward. Is there, or could you, is it possible to to find like three, for example, three uh, main pillars that has to be in place for a company to uh, to develop into a more circular business model? Uh, my, my take on that would be that um, firstly, if you're starting out, you need to be very open-minded with both yourself internally and externally. And uh, a success factor is to be open. Uh, the more you dare to share your own experience, your how you think, your processes, etc., the more someone else can sort of ship into that and uh, and see where they fit. So I think that openness is absolutely one uh, uh, crucial part. Uh, another one, from my point of view, would be that uh, not to underestimate the customer experience. Customer experience. Uh, because circular services, anything like renting, repairing, paper use, whatever it is, requires new behaviors from the customers. Um, I'll give you an example. Let's say you're using a carpool for the first time, and there's a lot of insecurity involved with sort of breaking a habit and then try something new. Uh, will I sort of find the car? How will it open with the app, etc.? What if that? What if that? And if this circular service is not significantly cheaper, the, the tiniest error uh, in the service uh, experience might be enough for us to sort of go back to business as usual. So circularity and sustainability is not in itself enough for us to do that change. And therefore, companies who really try to, to get new circular services uh, on the market should really focus on the customer experience, uh, customer experience here. Yeah, I could add maybe that maybe one thing, uh, I don't think it's a requirement to get started, but I think what's good to understand is that the when you start developing the new business models, you cannot have the same KPIs um, as you have for the traditional business. And it's in the early phase, it's really a lot about the learning and, and understanding and the what the users need and how you could figure out the business model and, and what's relevant. Um, you, I just have seen many times that the companies quite soon start to ask, okay, what is the, the EBIT level? And, and in a way, looking at the same traditional KPIs. And if you start with that in mind, uh, you will not get very far. You you might do one pilot, but that, that's it basically. But it, it will take a time. It's different K- KPIs that you're looking after and, and it takes some time in order to get there. Get there and uh, yeah, so you need a little bit longer uh, time frame uh, for the development, and then the learning part is really, I would say, in the early phase as crucial as the the kind of uh, monetary side, uh, in order to understand whether this uh, makes sense or or not from the business point of view. I would like to build on that, uh, Mona, because um, I'm really convinced that we can't sort of create perfect circular services or business models by thinking and planning. Uh, we need to test and learn, as, as you mentioned, and sort of get it down to, to a learning experience uh, in, in the starting phase. Um, 
and and that's very much about the mindset uh, with the businesses. In order to succeed, you sort of have to have that mindset of of testing and learning early. Uh, while the sort of the industry is changing, while new political guidelines get implemented, or as uh, customers mature slowly uh, and demand more circular solutions, parallel with that, we need to sort of uh, start testing, learning, iterating over and over again. And uh, my sort of, if you have that mindset to test fast in in early stages, then you'll get there. Don't get stuck in the thinking. That was Maria Clint. Thanks also to Mona Bruhilla and Jenny Tuomisto from Tori. That's the end of this episode of Nordic Innovation Forecast. I'm Nils-Johan Halvorsen. And don't get stuck in the thinking. Just go circular. <laughs>